Hey Sam. Hey Nathan. What's up? Um, uh, not too much. What's uh, what's going on with you? You you in the car? Yep, I'm cruising down south for uh, Thanksgiving. So. Well, that's cool. Again, heading heading out to uh, Lynchburg to Homestead. Yep. Yep, cool. it's a it's a journey. It's four and a half hours, but uh, you know, it's it's once I get out of DC, it's actually really nice because there's like no traffic. <laughs> I always nice. Whenever I get to Lynchburg, I remember life is like way better with no traffic. It's weird that oh, people man. live in areas with no traffic. <laughs> I'm so used to it here. It, it is weird um, to this day. Being in Richmond is a completely different experience um, than. Than uh, than DC, DC. Yeah. I have a, I have a stick shift car and um, it is I hated driving in DC. Now that I'm in Richmond, it's like ah, oh, I love driving my stick shift now. <laughs> yeah, it's just not yep. horrible traffic at basically every time of day. Yep, pretty much. I'm I'm excited to see if Elon Musk uh, is able to. D- he got permission from the Maryland governor to start boring between DC and Baltimore. Uh, like yep. un- underneath that 295 corridor or whichever connection. One, there's yep. two or three different kind of bloodstreams in between uh, the two cities. So, yeah, I mean, that would be kind of awesome. <laughs> Just uh, That would be really awesome. Go underneath the highway, have a, yeah, a tunnel with the... And people were... I remember when they, they released the mock-ups of how their systems would work, the plan was to you drive your car into like an elevator and it lowers you down and then just jets you off on like a thing that yep. carries your car on rails and mm-hmm. uh, people were like this is crazy like they should definitely be doing pedestrian based stuff and I'm and more I thought about it I'm like well wait no it makes perfect sense to be able to have your actual car be set on a container that is shot around for you because then there's like this huge layer of consistency people can bring a lot more stuff with them than just what they carry i think it makes that's makes, true makes perfect sense to have a car type of system or maybe like an overlap of some sort but like to start with the cars like replace the highways that makes sense to right me. uh so anyway it, but who knows yep. that seems like an awful lot of expense <laughs> for something like, it does i don't is, know how is you pay it for not them. it is it a tunnel i, I thought it was going to be a train no it's they have a they have a how did I a, get train in my head I don't know oh the hyperloop so that is that's I think some of the tunnels that they're the, the boring company is a company that Elon Musk is running involved with that actually bores the holes and would make the, the underground pathways right. hyperloop the, the is, boring company is yet I think another I think yet another company of his that uh, is making like maglev style actual trains yeah but I don't think those would necessarily be always going underground. The Boring Company's mock-ups were specifically about transporting cars through tunnels, through through basically like underground networks of gridded tunnels, not just one layer, but like several. Crazy stuff. But uh, the question is, how would you make money? Obviously, you could charge people for using it, but I wonder, what would you pay to, uh, to have a no-traffic streamed you know, hundred miles an hour trip between Richmond and DC each way, hmm. you know, in your, um, in your car. Probably, I, I probably, th- probably 10 bucks. 10 bucks. I think 10 bucks would be fair. Yeah. Um, and you, there's already a pretty steep, uh, HOV cost, um, on 395, um, or sorry, on 95, 
uh, going north or south, if there's traffic, it um, it jacks up the price of the HOV lanes. Ah. Uh, it starts, I think, if there's no traffic, it's like two bucks or something to go the whole length of, um, or maybe either the whole or part length of the uh, of that 95 um, corridor between it's basically between uh, what Quantico and uh, and like the mixing bowl which I think is I don't know 30 miles 20 miles something like that yeah uh, when it's high traffic if there's some kind of accident or something I've seen the price go all the way up to I think like fifteen bucks. Well, see, then um, I'm pretty sure that something where you have your own dedicated, guaranteed route going like a hundred and something miles an hour on this thing that carries yeah. your car, I think would be at least fifty dollars. So, if you think fifty bucks, I, dude, I, I no bet it would. Way. I bet it. Yeah, I bet it would. I would not pay fifty dollars even to avoid traffic uh, to to be to to go that fast i think i don't know if they could get away with that yeah maybe maybe 20 or 30 bucks but i don't know 50 bucks i mean that's that's i mean you're it looking a hundred dollar round trip yeah but you're, you got a quarter of the time you have your own comfortable vehicle uh you know it's literally like a quarter of the time too that's the big thing so i mean they, i think they could charge close to what amtrak charges if not higher than what their average train would cost that's true because of it could the be, huge so let's say Let's say they they try to be competitive. It's thirty seven dollars, I yeah. think. Okay, right? is it, I have um, no idea what the trains are between the two. It's it's thirty it's thirty seven bucks to go from Richmond to DC. I unfortunately know that uh, <laughs> pretty well at this point. Um, but um, so I mean, if they made it, even if they made it like forty bucks. Um, Maybe maybe that would be... Yeah, and it's not like it would be something that most people would be able to do every single day. But, sure. you know, I think you would have... There's enough people here that you could do $40, $50 and still get enough use of the system for it to be profitable, you know? True. Even if it wasn't for daily commuters every single day. But... True, very uh, true. Yeah, but uh, it would be fascinating to see, especially between D.C. and Baltimore, because that's a much shorter route. And a lot more people probably than between. Well, I don't know, but it's in it's the problem that needs solving. It, it is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Much like your uh, uh, your recent storage issues, what have you been dealing with this morning? So yeah, so today I spent uh, just a half hour on the on the uh, on the phone with um, Max Sales. Uh, bought it. Um, is that a website? Or, I guess it's OWC, OWC uh, Other World Computing. Oh yeah, um, yeah. They. They uh, supply me with my hard drive needs. Um, I recently bought a, a six terabyte read um, enclosure from these guys, and what brand? Um, uh, o- OWC uh, brand Mercury Elite Pro Dual. Uh, it's a oh. solid, solid. Um, oh, I thought they. I thought, OW, I thought they only made the actual hard drives or something. Okay, so it's the actual enclosure. Cool. It, it's the I got so I ordered an enclosure and two six terabyte hard drives uh, separately because I was just going to throw them together um, and uh, su- super easy um, and so anyway put it all together and uh, tried to set up the RAID enclosure and uh, or sorry tried to set up RAID one on it uh, and it wasn't working tried to set up RAID zero um, tried to set up 
any other mode and it would not work wouldn't connect to my computer no nothing ah. um, so I finally uh, after a couple of weeks of it just sitting there um, um, because I've just had shoots and been out of town and Cali and stuff um, I finally got around to calling them and seeing if they could walk me through something that I might have missed uh, and sure enough they said nope looks like an RMA so they're going to send me a new enclosure hopefully uh, this week should should arrive by Friday I'm hoping even though it's Thanksgiving um, yeah week this week good luck and um, and uh, yeah and then I'll, I'll go ahead and take the hard drives out of this put it in that and hopefully that should solve my problem because I am I'm at 95 gigabytes of space on my uh, my yeah. 12 terabyte enclosure. Always, always seems to be a, a consistent end of year problem. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. For it's, me and it's, everyone. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure lots of people can, can identify, but it's just, it's a nightmare when I've really had everything completely set up, got ready to transfer everything over, and the six freaking terabytes is just, it's not it's just sitting there. Yeah. Uh, honestly, yeah, for me, it's just not enough. Uh, I mean, I have two 12 terabyte enclosures that I ended up upgrading to 21 terabytes because I was run, starting to run out yep. of space, especially with yep. the D850. So it's just time. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Yep, it's, it's, it is crazy. I think um, this this year I'm going to be able to, yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have probably two months of 2017 that we'll need to, um, yeah, basically just wait until, um, my next, next hard drive. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So, which is fine. I will say, uh, you know, talking about storage and the ever increasing size of files and stuff for the, the D850, the, um, XQD cards, the transfer rate on those is just freaking outstanding. I mean, I can That's unload awesome. like a 3,000. I think I, okay, I had a wedding yesterday and I unloaded about 3,500 images from it in like five minutes. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. If that. That's incredible. Maybe, I feel like I spent was, all weekend offloading my last wedding. <laughs> I, I like put it in i mean that's not rendered that's just copied but still it's like and that's sure. and that's probably close to 180 gigs 200 gigs something like that um maybe yeah. maybe a little less but still i mean yeah it was insane I, I i didn't time it but it felt just insane i basically put my memory cards in the very first thing i did when i got home and then i left to go in the living room take off my jacket and like get a drink of uh of, of water I uh, just got a water bottle and came back to my computer and it was done. It's <laughs> just like rendering preview. Whoa. Yeah, it was insane. That's uh, awesome. So, well, yeah, XQD cards are, are pretty cool. They're pretty great. Um, the, the huge thing about them, not only not only the speed, is that they actually have like a theoretical size limit of like several terabytes or something something along those lines, which is what I've been hearing is the big reason why Compact Flash will eventually die off. Is that just the the physical way that it's arc that the architecture is designed like right. it won't hold beyond a certain amount after you know after some time in the future and that amount yeah eventually one terabyte it's hard to think about but that won't be enough for whatever cameras we have five ten years from now so crazy yep speaking of future cameras um, talk to me a little bit about we, the iPhone we're, X. Uh, uh, we're we've, nailing the segways we've seen, this episode. <laughs> we've, 
Yeah. Uh, we've, well, we've seen on your Instagram account, if people have been paying attention uh, to your Insta stories, there's been, you've been posting a few uh, interesting yeah, Insta stories with, um, with your iPhone X. So uh, I did a little fake out. Yeah, I did a little fake yeah. out with this. Uh, I did a D850 photo and then the same shot with my iPhone. And then one of the cool things about the iPhone X, of course, it has the same... I think it's upgraded, but the same relative concept as the iPhone Pluses of the 7 and 8 right. that have been out, maybe the 6, I can't remember. But uh, the dual cameras, so it has the ability to map some depth between your subject in the background and the foreground. And uh, there's an amazing app called Focos, F-O-C-O-S, that lets you, after the fact, change your focus point and adjust the amount of depth being processed. So it's just infinitely more useful than the stock Apple camera app. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Folk uh, OS. F F O C O S. Yeah. Focus. It's weird and annoying. Folk OS. Focus. And, uh, anyway, what, what I did with this picture was purposely add a little bit, a little more bokeh than what I actually got on the D850 shot. Um, just because I, I, I was wondering if people would just mentally think either consciously or not like oh okay i see more bokeh it's still got to be the slr versus the iphone and uh, i think i actually kind of shot myself on the foot there because the only reason most people were able to identify first of all far and away most people thought the iphone picture was actually the d850 photo but the few people that got it correct got it right because they they pointed out that the bokeh looked a little too strong which is something right. I had complete control over. I could dial it back and make it look exactly like a D850. So in my that's brain, that, that's just almost another win for the iPhone and the flexibility oh, and control that you have. I mean, it's it's getting crazy. Now, it's question, still not a raw file. for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the iPhone X uh, focal distance that you can use, the, that you can get that nice bokeh effect yeah uh, further than the iphone 8 uh, 7 plus or like the, the actual focal it, length uh, like the perspective or is, no the distance at which you need to photograph your subjects oh you know what i never work. i know you have to be a certain distance and actually you can't be too far that was one of the problems i was having while right, t- while taking far. the photo that said i was too far from my subjects for it to correctly get any depth which is kind of annoying mm-hmm. Um, so it does have weird limitations. I have no idea how it compares. But I do have a 7 Plus in my car right now. So it's my backup phone. Maybe I'll take it out and try and do some comparisons. I would assume... Okay, it's don't o- do that while you're driving. No. no. I assume it's only getting better. And I, and I will say, I haven't done these tests, but um, other people have. Um, some tech bloggers that I know took the front-facing camera which uses a different technology. It uses these depth mapping sensors instead of dual camera lenses. It has one camera lens and then special sensors that actually do perform like way, way better than the rear camera, which is really fascinating because I think a lot of people just think, oh, it's bigger and there's two lenses. It must always be better at everything all the time when in fact it's not the case for the actual depth sensing, which is fascinating. You know, unfortunately you can't, use your front-facing camera to take a good picture of anything basically other than yourself unless you use your Apple Watch as like a remote controller or something. 
obviously right. you need to see the screen somehow but yeah it's it's really intense uh how these major leaps are happening faster and faster uh it seems nice yeah you mentioned uh you were starting to talk about raw files before i cut you off oh yeah I mean, there's huge drawbacks. There's no way anybody's going to be photographing weddings with this thing anytime soon um, because, yeah, no no raw file capability. Um, one focal length. I mean, you can kind of crop and stuff, but you can't zoom. You, can, you only have one choice in what the perspective is. And then uh, it's a bit slow um, overall. Okay. For It's not like you can hold down 12 frames per second like you can with your normal mode of shooting but it's it's crazy i mean i've been basically any picture you've seen online of just everyday life shots in my insta stories and stuff look amazing and are just my iphone x with bokeh whatever control that i want that's Uh, really cool i mean it's really really impressive and it's only going to get better and i think the next big thing will probably be video with um you know bokeh Mm -hmm. depth which will be huge (laughs) yeah that would not surprise me at all that sounds right up right up the alley yeah um so so, it's interesting i'm excited about it i I still question whether it'll really make an impact in what we do and and everything you know i shot a wedding yesterday and lovely couple amazing wedding only 60 people i love that kind of stuff but uh Oh, that's great. You know, during the, the table, like, the couple went around to each table to um, say hi and have hugs and kisses. And I'm trying to, like, take candids as they're interacting and all this. And every, almost, I kid you not, almost every single table, they would walk up to it. And everybody would whip their phones out and start taking pictures of the couple or wanting pictures right. with them and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, like, they don't realize it because they don't see from my perspective, obviously, but they're missing this huge opportunity to have these great natural moments with the couple that I capture uh, compared to right. just another photo of the couple smiling at the camera that everybody else has already taken. They just want their own immediate copy on their phone. And it's like, I can understand that, but it's completely yeah. unnecessary and you're losing something really important and potentially really special for you in this in this like candid interaction. Uh, really well, made me sad. that's the key isn't it uh that's sort of the trick these days um it's not it's not the 70s anymore where the only you know camera that was there was you know the photographer and maybe uncle bob and whoever else bought brought their you know cool nikon f camera um yeah no i know i mean now everyone has an amazing camera that can actually work in low light and look great but it's just it's like it's happening well, to people without them even being conscious of it. Like the fact that they're missing correct. out. And, uh, and that's scary because I feel like eventually I'm, we're going to go to a wedding and we're going to look and the couple won't even be around doing tables and people will just be sitting on their phones without talking. <laughs> like that's the fear. Right. That's the great fear is like it'll just slowly erode to the point where everyone is gathering socially. But even if they're friends and family, they're interacting like they're strangers on a... Uh, you know, on a subway, <laughs> you see now. Yeah, like, and that's sort of the trick um, that I think Facebook and a lot of other big social media purveyors are probably are hopefully conscious of is uh, the idea of social media hijacking your real life, yeah, uh, completely, 
and I'm I'm hoping that they have enough good sense to meld the two instead of uh, yeah yeah instead of letting 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 it slowly just become part exactly. of life that you're just and I mean know, like literally sort of black mirror or something yeah yeah same same wedding yesterday they had two kids tables all teenage kids grouped together all of them on their phone all of the time I kid every single time I looked over to try and get a shot there every single kid at the table is looking down at their phone <laughs> parents couldn't care less very yeah very interesting um, and I mean again it's it's going to we're gonna keep going down this path yeah uh, for, for a while uh, yeah uh, until we can figure it out I mean I think already the um, uh, the the Apple watch with um, with cellular connectivity is already a big step actually in the right direction I think um, it's yep. it's letting it's it's giving you the technology without it really getting in your face yep um, Nessa and I went had a day, had, we had a day night at uh, Melting Pot your old your nice. old stomping ground uh, yep <laughs> you worked there That's for like a week job, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> how long did you work there? Uh, I was 18 and I uh I worked there for like six months. Okay. As a as a host, it's awesome. It's fun. I got all the all the uh, all the waiters and waitresses love me. And yeah, I mean, we I had my Apple Watch. Nessa didn't even wear hers, and we had no no anxiety at all about leaving our house uh, and still having cool. a sense of you know the alarms going off and stuff like that. Um, which you know is a justified reason. But what's funny is that there's so sure. many reasons. The the more inventions and apps that come out. Uh, the more like your brain has these just these one or two little reasons to always have your phone with you. All it takes is one reason, yep. and yep. then bam, you're you're just on it all the time. Um, it it is interesting to think to to see the transition from nobody has a cell phone when we were really little uh, to or, or if they did it was like a big honking humongous phone, um, and then it and then we saw a transition into like cool flip phones. Uh, and some people would bring them into school, and then some schools would not allow them, and some schools wouldn't care. Uh, and then eventually, um, the iPod came out, and everybody had an iPod. And then Apple realized, oh crap, we can make this into a phone. Uh, iPhone comes out, and everybody has one. I and still then, can't believe that kids have cell phones at school. Like, is that for real? Yeah, it's, like that blows my mind. It oh. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah, everybody, every kid has a cell phone in school. Wow. Um, and it's it's kind of crazy to me, but that's just how it is. And so I think that the the more we can, we so Apple, I think, and and going along with that, pretty much every other cell company took that idea and said, now you have to have a phone with you at all times. It's cool. It's important to have yeah. a phone with you at all times. And so now we're sort of seeing the flip side of that. We're like. We're just we're sitting here being like, hey, can we leave our cell phones at home? We're trying to go on a date. Yeah. Um, you know, me and me and Abby have that that conversation sometimes. We're just like, ah, let's just leave our phones in the car, and we end up having a good time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, 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 and you know, and, and there's still it's nice. To, you know, it, I think Steve Jobs' quote of the concept of like the computer is the bicycle for the mind, like that completely yeah. comes to fruition with the cell phone, where you can have really yeah. still have meaningful in-depth 
great conversations and refer to your phone for ideas and concepts and clarifications and stuff and it can like right. it can really be a bicycle for for your conversation or a debate or or your mind but Certainly. yeah but it sucks when it's literally robbing you of moments and interactions that would have otherwise existed and um right I, and I, and take taking that into weddings um you know you're you're putting people and this is kind of getting into the psycho- psychology of weddings but i mean we've all been to i'm hopefully we've all been to you know at least one wedding but by the way that um, would be an amazing book title the psychology of weddings what? <laughs> the psychology of weddings yeah mm. Uh, uh, the the epic down. book series, yeah, um, volume one, the psychology of weddings. Volume one, psychology of weddings. Um, it's it's interesting, and maybe this is just because I've been just finished totally binging on uh, on Mindhunter, which was an awesome show. Oh, I need to see it. Um, it's so good. Um, but going into the psychology of weddings, I mean, a, a number of people. I'm I'm definitely of this uh, of this um, group, but number of people have been to weddings where they were not where they basically didn't know anybody um i i recently went to a wedding where it was one of abby's good friends i was taking some video um but they had a terrible photographer and uh i sit through that yeah um and um anyway i was there didn't know anybody except for abby who was in the wedding party um so i just kind of was sitting on my phone the whole time <laughs> yeah well uh, i mean other than when i was trying yeah. to dance and stuff other than that actually but, i kind um, of appreciate the re- so the relief of social anxiety that stuff like that can have sometimes you know? right but here's here's the thing i wasn't a family member but i feel like again sort of the psychology of it imagine being you know a wedding is a place where you have to be there because your family even if nobody if you don't really talk to your family that much or or anything and i think that having your i guess just having uh a situation where you're a little bit anxious um not everybody is there everybody's there for only one reason to you know support these two people um having a cell phone there is just an easy way to just be there uh but not necessarily have to talk to people. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's sort of... I see so many iPhones at weddings. I mean, yeah. it's not a, a crazy statement to make that there's... Pretty, pretty much, much everybody's everybody on has one in their hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, why is that? I mean, I feel like... I, I, I like the idea of the unplugged wedding. Um, I don't think that... I, I don't offer the discount anymore, by the way. Um, I... I stopped offering an, uh, a, a discount for unplugged weddings because it just doesn't work anymore. It doesn't seem like I need to do it. It doesn't matter um, to me. Um, but I just feel like it would be cool if nobody had their phones at all. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say is that I think, I think a modification I might make is that, you know, you kindly request uh, in your actual invites you can have your cell phone, but no pictures, <laughs> uh, strictly up until and the reception. Or so. It's not going to work, but I mean, it may, it may, no one will do that. It may make some impact. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I there's gotta be some way to maybe start like a, a general 
mm, how do I describe it? Like a, you know, like nobody thinks it's okay to have their their cell phones in church. I don't know. Maybe people do use it a lot in church. I haven't been to church in a while, but like people know that's not yeah. okay. And like I wish there was a way to get that same feeling throughout all of of a wedding. Like somebody feels bad about taking out their phone to take a picture during getting ready photos when I'm clearly there and taking care of it but I don't know maybe it's just too late maybe it's too far gone I you know right now I only care about I still offer the discount because I definitely see it make a huge impact and but I only only request it during the ceremony and it's probably the easiest place to make it like a formal request that people will understand the easiest my problem is is that even then I just don't see much of a value in it because a lot, for instance, I had, I think three weddings this year that they, they went with the unplugged discount. And I think out of those three, I think two of them were probably eight minute long ceremonies. Like, (laughs) yeah, uh, but the other, the other really important thing is that even if nobody listened anyway, and it was a complete wash, I still find it an, inc- an incredibly valuable negotiating tool for, for pricing um, because it, Fair enough. It, it preemptively addresses the, the concept, uh, the question of discounts. You know, when I, when I, yeah. when I proactively say, you know, I, I offer, here's my discount, um, I almost never get anybody asking what other discounts I offer and stuff like that. It just like makes it a little right. bit more comfortable of a, of a discussion. Um, and so I don't know, so, but, but I totally see your point. And, and I've definitely myself been taken advantage of where people just forgot or just didn't care. Right. Or they, right. they made the announcement after everybody already processed in and it's like, well, there goes 50% of the, the reasoning. <laughs> like They've already entered yeah. and walked down the aisle, uh, one way. Thanks efficient. But yeah. Um, it also, I feel like when you describe it to people during a consultation, kind of aligns your your interests with theirs. So that I feel like they kind of feel like you have their best interests in mind yeah. in ways that make your life easier as a photographer, too. But, um, but yeah, 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 to each their own. And, and many, many photographers I know bring it up and, and do it without any discount just because because of that not because of any discount trick or marketing thing it's just a nice thing to do if people think it's realistic for their their guests (laughs) yeah but i I mean speaking of which i had a wedding about a month ago where they took it to an extreme i don't think we already talked about this maybe we did but wait was this the cell phone jail story yeah did we ever talk about this i was just wondering where i heard i was like somebody told me one time where there was like a cell phone jail and they wouldn't let them take the phone out so it's a service yeah it's a service they rent you know a hundred two hundred bags that little cell phone size bags that all have little locks and you give everyone a bag when they enter the church. They put their cell phone in and they're supposed to close it locked. And they can't get it out until they leave. And they have, you know, four or five of these magnetic unlockers that you just tap it and then you go. And uh, I thought that was very extreme. And I was also really annoyed because, not annoyed, but kind of uncomfortable because they had the bridal party usher and seat people. 
And the bridal party right. had no sense of context. So they were just telling everybody, you know, this is the photographer's request. It's in the photographer's contract, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and, and I was just like, oh, crap. <laughs> Everyone thinks this is my doing. And there was some serious... Here, here's, yeah, like you bring 200 cell phone jails with you to every wedding. <laughs> yeah, but that's what it sounded like. And, uh, and they were just using it as a way to offload the responsibility of... Oh, having man. to create a reason beyond just well that's an easy out and so uh, and there was I just couldn't believe the the noticeable uptick of anxiety some people were f- visibly angry about the request and many people just ignored it completely I was yeah I was pretty surprised but apparently this is actually a really common thing at celebrity weddings and uh, I guess if you go to celebrity weddings sense. and you've probably been to more than one and uh, and you're maybe used to it, but uh, but I think that's what the service is mostly targeted for. Um, that's funny, and it does make more sense. I agree, but uh, that's a little too far. You know, you just make the request. You don't have to lock their phones in a bag, right? Uh, plus, that opens the whole like if, if somebody doesn't turn off their phone completely and it starts going off and they can't get it in the bag, like that's a, yeah, just awkward. I was uh, I was I was just thinking we shot. Me and you shot a uh, an event this past week, and um, Mike Pence was was talking, and I thought it would be funny um, if the guy had put like a cell phone on like somebody's table and um, called it and set the ring and, and set the ringtone to um, "Never Gonna Give You Up." Um, oh and yeah! Just, like, <laughs> and like while he was talking, called a cell phone, and then. He just gets Rick rolled while he's trying, and nobody can turn it off because it's not their phone. So um, that's fine. I don't know. I just thought that would be perfect. Probably should have done that. Yeah, yeah. Because he was saying he was saying nothing. He was so boring. Oh my goodness, dude. He, Mike Pence was so boring. He was like this big potato up there, just like mama, mama, mama. Uh, he was like if somebody wanted to craft or, or like create a perfect politician robot like yes. f- 15 years he, ago yes like, like he was exactly that yes that's exactly what he looked like he looked like a robot up there just like top, all of his like, movements too and, like completely yep. pre-programmed he slowly he would slowly shift his weight from side to side yep to look at different you know the at each teleprompter and then at the end he kind of stood back from the podium and just kind of waved just kind of waved just kind of waved and you're like what is this person what yeah is this but, thing you know i i, I admire that uh, body language sensibility but like yeah, you can definitely. still have that and say something that matters like <laughs> it's just so boring and the actual yeah. words and i wonder if the vice president has his own uh, speech writer or if that's just more of a definitely. presidential yeah he does yeah 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 you got to yeah i mean his um maybe he i'm sure he, and i know plenty of politicians you know write their own speeches uh and many don't um but i don't know i just it was so boring yeah um and um but i don't know it was kind of interesting to uh you know photograph the uh vice president in official capacity yeah it was cool to see Um, he had his own photographer that was nice and she was like and his own videographer too was that what that guy was i couldn't tell but uh she -hmm. looked she looked like she knew what she was doing she was She's done yeah, going she all over. Shooting all Nikon. I, I hope she's better than the official uh, White House photographer because yeah. she bad. Yeah. God, Secret Service are such dicks, though. 
<laughs> no, not all of them, but they're just so uh, so blunt. But I guess that's their job. Yeah, yeah that's that's the job. Um, but I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, what uh, what have you got going on this week? So t- this week's Thanksgiving. Yeah, and then uh, I'm flying out for a wedding in uh, St. Louis, and then I'm going up to uh, oh, cool. Toronto for a workshop. So cool. it's going to be busy. I'll be back home at home base uh, next Wednesday. So a week and a half. That's cool. Um, How about you? Yeah, Do you have a, a, some uh, Thanksgiving traditions happening? Um, I was thinking about going to see my sister in Arizona, but that didn't work out. So um, I'm going to stick around here. Me and Abby are going to go up to... Um, Upperville and uh, hang out with family, her, her side of family, and then hopefully scoot over to Frederick, Maryland and hang out with um, a little bit of my family as well. Um, then I've got an engagement session, I think, on Sunday. Um, and then, then not, I don't think I have really anything going on until a Star Wars-themed wedding uh, the following week, what? which should be interesting. That's awesome. <laughs> I just found out about that. I was like, hey, is everything go- good to go? And they're like, hey, yeah, it's going to be Star Wars themed. I'm like, um, what? <laughs> uh, dude, I need to get you my pixel stick to uh, okay. try some night oh, photos. Oh, good idea. <laughs> get some lightsaber action. Yeah, I don't know, something. You could even do, well, I don't know. We'll talk about it. Mm. It sounds cool. That's very cool. Okay, cool. Um, nice. Well, yeah. Um, well, we probably won't have another have- episode until after Thanksgiving. So we did better than last year where we recorded a Thanksgiving episode then released it like around Christmas or something yeah Christmas time I think <laughs> yeah sorry about that uh, this will go up sooner than that but. now before I let you go what's your favorite Thanksgiving meal we're actually in the transition uh, we're in a transitional phase with my family right now because my sister's married and Nessa likes to go home to her family for Thanksgiving and so we are starting to go to my sister's husband's family's place and I have no idea what okay. they prepare we haven't gone we've gone there for Christmas a bunch not Thanksgiving so but growing up historically my favorite was always the uh, the ham and the cranberry slices or whatever from okay. the can or the can or whatever yep. those were my two favorite things nice uh, my you? favorite's always the uh, I, I just love all of it except except for the cranberry sauce I, I can't do that oh no um, but every yeah Every, everything else is just like I love it my mom always made growing up this uh, broccoli and cheddar cheese like casserole thing uh, which was which was really good on its own but my move is the next day uh, I put together a sandwich where you get the you get turkey you get mashed potatoes you get broccoli and cheese casserole you throw some onions on there and uh, oh and then Top the whole thing with gravy, throw that in the microwave, and you got yourself a, a sandwich right there. I mean, you you don't watch Friends, do you? But you just described no. an episode of Friends with uh, <laughs> with Ross Geller and his post Thanksgiving sandwich with the the gravy layer of soaked bread called the Moist Maker. And uh, oh my yeah, God. pretty much exactly what you just described. And everything else, well, my, which is uh, kind of amazing yeah, if you didn't time. already see that episode. <laughs> That's that's the second time that you've told me that I have emulated a Friends episode, which is pretty much like my mortal enemy. So now I feel like I might be in. A, maybe well, I, I could understand, friends. you know, something something too similar to yourself being something that you end up not liking. Something. 
sometimes. I, I can see that. But it's okay. You know what? You know what, Sam? Have a good drive, okay? <laughs> <laughs> right, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. On that note... <laughs> uh, HT, and later on. Peace.